Hi, everyone. This is Andre and Annie. Welcome to the final mini short episode with Richard Hinton, the famous Foley artist who has worked with Disney, Netflix and BBC on some of the famous documentary movies. This is the final mini episode. What are we going to get in this one, Annie? So the last one, now that you know all about Foley and what it is, if you're interested, you're in luck because we're going to cover how exactly you can get into foaling and what are some of the skills, um, how do you identify and how do you know maybe if you're good for foley? That's all going to be in this uh, mini episode. Yeah, that's right. This is the final mini episode, but that's not it. On Friday, you're going to get the full raw interview that we did with Richard. So you can get a lot more extra, let's say, bonus content that we didn't release as part of this mini episode. So please subscribe and follow our podcast how real life works if you like what we're doing and without further ado let's get into the final mini episode with richard what would be your advice if somebody wanted to start and get into this career probably the first thing i would say is uh watch a lot of television and as you're watching just try and pat out with your hands people's rhythm you know, or if it's a natural history documentary, try and learn the way animals move by, you know, patting out with your hands. Try and follow the rhythm of the feet. If you're walking down the street, you've got to be careful when you do this, because if somebody spots you, they might question what you're up to. But try and follow somebody down the street and try and match their feet, not by looking at their feet, but by watching their shoulder movement. And that's really, really important. Because mm. if you think about a lot of television, film, and drama, you don't always see people's feet. They're mm. obviously shot from the waist up or from the neck right, up. Right. And they can still be walking. So you still need to be able to get their feet in sync. But you need to get their feet in sync just by watching the movement of their body rather than their actual feet. And their shoulder movement usually matches what the feet are doing. I never thought of this. Really? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So those, from, from a starting point of view, that, those are golden tips. If you can match somebody's feet from watching their shoulder, and doing the shoulder thing is a really cool thing to do. It's really good fun. I did it loads when I started. You know, I'd pop out for lunch and I'd just be following people down the street and I'd be <laughs> trying to match their feet with their shoulder movement. And once I felt I was in, I'd look down at their feet quickly to see if I was correct or not. And uh, <laughs> But it's good to be quite a few paces behind just in case they do stop and turn around. Did, did right, anyone but... ever catch you doing that? Yeah, a couple of people, a couple of people. Like, like, wait, yeah, what, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, before you became a Foley artist, you were the follow artist. I like that. That's good, yeah. Follow artist. A bit creepy, perhaps, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so this is this is more like a, like a self-study, but do you think that people should look for internships? Are there a lot of internships for Foley artists? Or should they start as a sound engineer because it's more, I don't know, more in demand, more popular? It's it's a tricky thing to say. I mean, the way... I mean, I can only really speak from how I know the industry is in the UK, really, because it'll vary. I mean, I, I dare say it's similar across the world. Usually the way in is to go for like a runner's position. So you'll end up making the tea, the coffee, going out for people's lunch, etc., with a with a post house facility, specifically a post house, because you can get a runner's job with production, but they'll be more about location filming and you know doing the actual filming stuff. So you need to get a runner's job with a post house. You need to start talking to the dubbing department straight away, and certainly at your interview as a runner, you say, "You look, I'm really passionate about sound. I'm really interested in dubbing editor, dubbing mixing, and or foley." Foley especially sounds like it could be interesting to me. So, so you'd be making tea and coffee and 
But the good thing about runners' positions, and they're a gold mine, and they sh- people should never overlook them as just making tea and coffee. You make contacts, and you know, the media industry is all about contacts. You know, so if you show keen and willing, and you're polite and not too pushy, you know, a dubbing mixer might let you sit in on a dub if it's not client attended. The Foley team might let you sit in on a Foley session if it's not attended. Foley sessions are very rarely attended. So Foley's a really good one to try and get in on. And they'll say, look, you know, because uh, runners' positions are usually um, shift work. You know, you have early runners, mid-runners, and late runners, because television's like a 24-hour business, so our doors are pretty much always open. So there's always an, a downshift time where you're not working, which is within usual business hours where you'll be able to sit in on a session. And that is the what I would recommend as a starting point for getting in. You know, start chatting to the dubbing team, get a runner's job, start chatting to the dubbing team, um, get in on some sessions, sit in, see if it's the kind of thing that you really, really want to do. And then, you know, just see if it's not a busy session, see if you can sit in the booth with the artist. The artist will probably show you some bits. You know, they'll probably let you have a go at doing some bits. And then if you're polite, not too pushy, friendly, breezy chances are they'll invite you back on some other sessions and that's a good way of starting really from that point on it's kind of well it's whether the the post house is looking for staff at the time and they might take you through the development process i think the main thing to do and it's it's kind of the way i looked at my career path really you have to be kind of flexible in media if an opportunity comes your way, don't be afraid of exploring that opportunity. If it's Even if it's not necessarily the direction that you thought you'd go in, you might end up where you wanted to be by taking a bit of a roundabout path. You know, you might go down a picture editing route for a bit because that might be the only path that's open. A lot of it's down to the needs of the industry at the time that you're looking for a position. But that doesn't mean to say that at some point you can't sidetrack and then move back to sound. And that would be my advice to anybody trying to get into Foley. The other route is to find a freelance Foley artist and see if you can apprenticeship with them. This will generally be an unpaid position. Um, if you're lucky, they might give you some expenses. And they will basically, you basically spend a lot of time just sitting on the side watching. They'll probably use you as somebody to go and get props for them and again, get tea and coffee and all that sort of thing. But they'll show you the ropes and hopefully they'll start getting you involved with sessions. Um, it's a but that's kind of a bit more traditionally how it used to be, actually. It depends on what the industry is like in the particular area or country where you are. What we do have these days, which we didn't have so much of back when I started, is you have dedicated Foley facilities because, you know, internet speeds are at a point where you can work anywhere in the world now. There are quite a few companies that have set up that just do Foley. You know, so they'll just be a Foley house. They'll say things like, um, you know, send us your film, send us a couple of grand and we'll Foley it for you and we'll send you back a complete uh, Foley track. So they'd be quite good places to get in touch with as well because, again, there'll be runner positions there. There'll be, you know, so that's a whole new opportunity of opening a door to a, a career that has been a bit of a weird one to fall into. Up until about 10 years ago, I'd say most people who do Foley probably fell into it. They probably started out as musicians, actors, um, dancers. And for whatever reason, this career path has kind of presented itself to them. 
But I think now you can be a little more focused if that's what you want to do, because there are more opportunities because of dedicated folio houses, because of, I mean, certainly I don't know what it's like, again, in, in other countries, but there are a lot of very good television production courses and post-production courses in universities, in, in certainly in the UK now, that are quite, um, actually, they've got some better facilities than most professional post houses these days, because they're so well funded. And uh, quite a lot of them have Foley studios. So you can cut your teeth at university. And it's all about experience, you know. And that that's the hardest thing. Uh, there's no substitute for experience because it takes so long to kind of learn. You know, it takes, they say, two years to make a good drama Foley artist, three years to make a good natural history Foley artist. And when I say good, I mean capable, as in you can do paid work. But you've still got a lot to learn, you know. I mean, I'm I'm still learning today, and new ways of doing stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, it, you have to have the patience to stick it out. I think, but if you want to do it, it can be done. So, if I recap, runner's job at the post house, get to know the dubbing team. If you do do some kind of a film course at university, and you make a film and you're interested in sound, follow your own film. Even if they don't have uh, a Foley studio, you can do Foley in your own house. I, I've done it quite a lot on things that uh, didn't have Foley budget that I've done because I, I do a bit of dubbing editing as well. So I Foleyed stuff because it's been quicker for me to do it rather than track lay it or put in sound effects. And also anybody that wants to be involved with film or television, everybody's got a, you know a mobile phone that's capable of filming and recording sound. So start making films, you know, start making stuff for YouTube content, you know, start doing stuff off your own back, start building up a portfolio of work. I think um, there's no excuse these days. You can sit around and go, oh, well, I can't get a job in the industry, woohoo. But actually, <laughs> you can get off your ass and you can start making your own films, you can start doing your own foley, start creating your own soundtracks. The more you do, the better you get at it. The more you do, the better you get at it. The better you get at it, the better films you make, the better soundtracks that you make. You can approach a facility and say, look, this is what I'm doing. You know, certainly if you're going in for a runner's position, you can go in and you've got a portfolio of work. You can say, look, this is the stuff I'm doing. And they can say, okay, it's good. It might not be up to standard, but we can see you've got real potential. And then people start investing in time in you. And that is the key. Certainly when it comes to phony, you need that time investment to actually be able to hone your craft. What are some skills that are required for a Foley artist? Good imagination and good creativity, because you have a limited amount of props in a studio. Um, we try and have as many props as we can. I'm a terrible hoarder. I never throw anything away because everything makes some kind of a sound. But you have to be able to imagine how to use that sound. You have to have a sense of rhythm, although you need to be able to break out of that sense of rhythm. It's kind of a bit of a paradox because musicians usually make really good Foley artists. Ballet dancers make really good Foley artists. Dancers in general, in fact, and actors usually make good Foley artists. Those are the three main categories. Not to say that they're the only people that can make Foley artists or do Foley, but they're usually a very good grounding to start with. Of those three, musicians are usually the worst, especially uh, rock or pop musicians, because rock and pop musicians are very used to working to a very tight, rhythmic, bum, 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 bum beat. And when you're doing people's footsteps, nature doesn't work like that. Nature flows, you know, paces flow. And when you start off, you get locked into a beat. You start perfectly in sync, 
but you'll stay in that one beat and they might slow down or speed up and you'll miss it completely. Whereas dancers and classical musicians, especially, and actors, they're more used to an ebb and flow. You know, they're less regimented. So usually they find that an easier thing to get their head around than rock or pop musicians who are used to a rigid drummer um, tempo type thing. But you can break out of that and it's all practice. You have to just have a passion for it, really, because when you start, the first three years of being a Foley artist are going to be the worst three years of your life. You're pretty much going to hate it every session because you're going to feel useless. You're going to feel like, I don't know what I'm doing. Everything's wrong. Everything's taking 10 takes. I'm so rubbish at this. It's awful. We're here till four in the morning and it's still not right. And you just have to get through that. There's no other way of learning other than going through that pain barrier. But it's worth it because once you get over that, all of a sudden it all starts clicking into place. You know, your footsteps are all just suddenly in sync. And then when that happens, you can really start focusing on the quality of the sound. So, yeah, you just got to go through the pain. But anybody could do it. I mean, they, people tell me that some people are more adept at it than others. And there are a lot of people that, a lot of my colleagues tried Foley. A lot of the dubbing editors have tried it and just said, no, 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 it's not for me. And to be honest, it's more of a patience thing of being able to stick it out until you've actually trained your brain to have the skills that you need. Thanks for joining us in this episode. If you are a high school student who is interested in creating content but not sure how to start, why not join us and do it together? You can be a guest or even a creator on the show. Interested to know more? Simply click on the link in the description and we will be in touch. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe and follow our podcast. You can find extra content from our interview on YouTube and TikTok. Tell us what you think on Discord and Reddit. We are How Real Life Works on all the socials. Links are in the description.